Hello, friends. Welcome to the From Busy to Rich podcast. Uh, our podcast exists to inspire advisors to increase their profitability and the quality of life, not just for themselves, but for those that they serve. Uh, I'm joined by Mr. Wes Young. Good to see you, Wes. Andy. Uh, Justin is here as well. Justin, great to see you. Thanks for being here. Good to be here. And our last person is Stephanie McKinney. Uh, Stephanie, it's good to see you again. It's been like quite a while for you and I, so it's good to see you. It has. Thank you. Excited to be here. So, Wes, uh, people want to know who Stephanie is, and there is literally no better person on the planet to introduce her than you. So go for it. Yeah, no, I was super excited uh, to to get Steph to come on the show. We've been wanting to do it for a while, and this is a good time for it. So, um, you know, S- Steph has been uh, a part of of our organization for 15 years. Well, I've been in the business for 20, and and so what's fun and fascinating to think about is like where we are today. And I know we're going to have some deep conversations about that. You know, a nine person organization with several advisors great back office, deep expertise in estate planning, income taxes, you know, managing money, all, all the things we do as a team today. Um, but there was a time where the team was me. And then shortly after that, it was me and Steph. And, and so things were very different back then. And we were very different back then uh, as far as our, our capacity, our ability, <laughs> our our. our our cognitive understanding of how we were going to move forward, uh, all, all was very different. And so I thought, man, because just, you know, sometimes advisors, I know we get questions and things like that. They'll, they'll, uh, where, where we describe we are today may feel far away for some people. Um, and, and to understand it was very far away for us 15 years ago as well, but a lot can happen if you're intentional about it and you focus. And so I thought it'd be great just to, I think Steph first kind of rewind a little bit and go back in time to what things were like in those early days and, you know, how, how things came to be. And, and uh, do, we'll start the conversation, I think, somewhere in that neighborhood. But I do want to say this real quick, Steph. I want to know, where did Wes find you? <laughs> oh, we found each other. Uh, you know, I was actually working uh, in our general office for a couple other advisors. I'd started with part-time and uh, had a a year prior with another agent before that. And then I was looking to go full time and the advisors I was working for weren't able to uh, fulfill that um, at that time. And Wes was needing somebody full time. And so um, by the grace of God, we were brought together and uh, here we are 15 years later. How many advisors were you working for? Or like they were paying for part of Stephanie, each one of them? I had two at that time. So the two, sorry guys, Sorry, not sorry, but those two couldn't afford one Stephanie, and Wes was like, "No, I'm gonna." It'll be clear. I couldn't afford one. Stephanie. I was gonna say, <laughs> yeah. I just, I just said, "Well, let's try it until I run out of money." Yeah. So, was that your sales pitch? Hey, Steph, let's try to have you work for me until I run out. Of money. I didn't no, actually I, let her. I didn't disclose the full, um, the full financial balance sheet to her. She may feel way, way less uh, like like at peace about coming to work in the organization if she had known how much runway we had. Uh, it, it had to work. I will say this, and those guys are still in the business and still my friends uh, that, that she was working for. Big mistake. Big mistake not figuring it out and trying to hire her for full time, even the two of them coming up with it together some, some way, shape, or form. But it was, it was my, my, uh, my blessing and, and gift to, to be able to, to have her need to walk away from that into something else. And I just said, well, what's the something else need to be? 
Love it. So future favorites, the brave. So way to go, Wes. Uh, and it was, yeah, it's definitely was worth the risk. So now let me know where you came from. Uh, tell us, tell us, uh, what did it look like early on? So early on, you know, uh, Wes did have one person, um, part-time in the office at the time I hired on, uh, she was only with us for maybe another six months to a year or so. Um, and then basically it was when it was Wes and I, it was, I did new business. I did service work. Um, and special projects, but I was very much an administrative role. So also handled operations, um, and things like that. So I think very quickly, Wes and I both reached our capacities. Um, but you do what you do, you know, what you have to do to get through it. And I think somewhere early on, it just became ingrained in me that I needed to do as much as possible so that Wes could be advising. And, you know, so whatever I needed to learn, things I didn't know how to do, I would just take on as much as I could. And uh, things that it, I was still learning, uh, again, very green in the business at that time, because it's a very complex industry, as you know, uh, Wes is very patient with me. And he would always stretch my limits and encourage me and empower me, uh, which is one of the things I've always loved about Wes is he he empowers people and he gives them an autonomy. And, uh, and he did. He gave me the freedom to run with things. And you know, learn the, a lot of things the hard way, but sometimes that's the best way to learn. So, I mean, what's, what's the, maybe an example of early on where you shifted from those two other lovely gentlemen who just didn't, didn't invest in the right person, but that's, that's fine. We'll move on. But like, what was the time early on where you're like, oh, this is different. Like I have a different person I'm working for. And it was like, he was pushing you. He was maybe stretching you. He'd given you a larger assignment. What was something where you just kind of go, oh, this is going to be different. This is, this is where it was, uh, you were uncomfortable. Um, I would say, you know, a lot of things were uncomfortable. Administration came very easy to me. I already had almost 20 years of administration under my belt, um, yeah. at a very early age. So a lot of that was, you know, felt like things I could do in my sleep. Where Wes really began to stretch me was the planning side of things. And, oh, well, you know, go find this out or research this. And like, I don't know these things. I don't feel qualified to know these things. Um, and so he taught me to be, um, even more resourceful and lean on other resources and just the belief in me that I could do things when even when I had a lot of self doubt at times, um, he would just continue to encourage and, there were times I would push back and he'd push right back. <laughs> well, yeah, those were fun. It was often fun when uh, I'd have stuff like building out a, a, a balance sheet or inputting data. And she'd get to the section. She goes, I just, I don't know. I understand how to do that. And I would, I would just say, yeah, you don't understand, understand how to do it yet. And, 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 and instead of tell her, I'd say, so she goes, well, just, I need you to show me what to do. And I said, well, if I wasn't here, what, what way do you think you'd do it? And, and then she go, well, you, but you are here. And we would, we would have this, this back and forth until finally she would get tired and realize that I was not going to say anything. And then she usually figured out, uh, within very short order how to do it in a better way than I would have told her to do it anyway. So it worked out really well. Yeah. That's great. I, I, I love that. I love, I love the idea of it's like, it's like playing Uno and you just keep putting down reverse cards. <laughs> finally you run out. A lot what it felt like. And Wes had the final reverse card. He's like, and you have to play a card. So <laughs> that's great. That's great. So Wes, what was it about her that you felt like, hey, um, she there's more in there than she maybe knows. Then it's great you're doing the administrative stuff. And I'm thinking about advisors who are listening to this saying, 
I wonder if maybe I'm not, and I mean, it's only in a positive way. I wonder if I'm not pushing my, my admin enough that maybe they're capable of more. Yeah. I, I think something that I learned in the process, um, was, you know, you, you, you don't know when you first are working together, you know, what, what capabilities everybody has at that point. You also don't know what they're, what they can evolve to that they're not yet, if given the opportunity. So one of the things we're super big on is this, this idea. We always say organizationally, no GPS leadership. And, and being that if, and if you've ever been somewhere using a GPS, uh, if you flew to Austin today and we're coming to my house, the airport's about 45 minutes away. You could use GPS. You could get here and you could listen to a podcast, not have to think. You'd show up at my house, right? It'd tell you, turn right, turn left, go straight. Um, and that's great. That's great directionally. But if you came back a month later and tried to get to my house without the GPS, you couldn't do it and it can, because there are so many turns and things like that involved. And, and it's, and it's be, while it's great in that, um, well, oftentimes as leaders, we are GPSs where somebody's like, we want, we want them to go somewhere with us. And we say, okay, we're going to go here and turn right, turn left, go straight. Problem is they're not equipped to do that on their own the next time. They, they, they wouldn't be able to do it just like the GPS because you delegate your reasoning, delegate back up. And so, and I don't know that I had it defined this way before, but this is the way I think we figured it out was literally the, hey, I know we need the more things I don't have to do. And I can, as Steph said, the one, the one thing she was always clear on early is I want to make it to where you are being an advisor in, in its highest and best use as much time as possible. And so she always had a one thing she, even if she didn't think I was going to like tell her to, hey, go figure out this estate plan or whatever it is. She would say, if there's things that I can do to help you with that, let me know because I, w- I will, I will go and do it. And so she always had the desire there. Uh, but it became really clear quickly that she also had a lot of competence, like a lot of ability to figure things out yeah. far beyond what she thought she had the, the capability to do. It was more just saying, Hey, I can't do it. And, and if you can go do it for me, it'd really be helpful. It would speed up the velocity of the organization and you don't know how to do it yet. But I'm confident you'll figure it out. And, and if we get to the end and you're and it's still messed up, we'll, we'll figure that out too. Um, so it, it was a very easy. The, the more you give people rope, the more you learn how much rope you're, who you can give rope to. You know, some people in in the organizations uh, that I had previously and since, and that, that we sometimes not always hung out long in our organization. You just realize this is not a person that can handle much rope. You know, mm-hmm. and that and that's that kind of iterative design or delegation. Then some people you keep giving them rope and they look, you learn, man, they can get, they can have a whole, you know, spool of rope because they're, 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 they're adaptable. They're, they're that good. Yeah. And I, I want to speak to that real quick because I do think that, and I want you to maybe, you know, I want you to go next year, Stephanie. So be ready for this. I think there's people you give rope to and they immediately to give it back and you're like, okay, well, um, okay. <laughs> Guess you don't know what to do with the rope. You know what I mean? Like, they, they just, they stand right where they are instead of taking it and kind of going, I'm going to go on my journey and thank you for giving me the freedom. They're like, I don't want it. Um, and then there's other people just argue about it. Like, I can't do that. And I won't do that. And sometimes you just have to say it's, I think sometimes that's valid where it's like, they don't want to do it wrong. And they're like, no, you're allowed to do it wrong. You're allowed to do it your way. And it might not be better than mine. It might take longer, but like, this isn't, you don't get fired if I give you some rope and you don't do it well. Like we learn from it. And there's other people that take it and just run with it. And, and so, Stephanie, were, were there moments where you were kind of 
like surprised or like, why is he asking me this stuff? Or like, why does he think I know how to do this stuff? And and then was there also a point where you're like, I don't want to do it wrong. Like, am I going to lose my job? I mean, what what happened when you gave your rope? Uh, well, it's very empowering. You know, like I mentioned earlier, I think when you give someone that latitude to run with it, and I think someone has initiative or they don't. Um, but in terms of being afraid of failing, yes, very often. Um I never feared that I'd lose my job, you know, because Wes is a very understanding and, and gracious person. And we early on, you know, discussed, you know, there's going to be times we throw touchdowns and there's going to be times we throw interceptions. And I totally believe in letting someone run with it. And if they throw an interception, it happens. And that is the best way to learn. And sometimes, you know, putting someone in the frying pan is the best way to learn. And you're going to remember how you did it or how you might have done it incorrectly and do it better the next time. Um for me also, you know, I, a little bit of a OCD perfectionist, uh, piece of my personality. And so I wouldn't be quite ready to publish just yet. And, you know, whatever it was, a final product. And Wes is like, no, it's, it's good enough. You know, you don't need all the lights to be green and it, it's good enough to move on. And so tried to learn from him over the years, but I think, you know, he and I kind of counterbalance each other in that regard with a lot of things because, you know, let's just get it moving. I'll sit there for another three days trying to make it perfect. But I think it's just important to teach people, you know, it's like a, a mother bird sending the little birds out of the nest, let them fly, you know, and it's going to crash and burn sometimes, but that's how they learn and they continue to do, you know, learn and do better. Wes, what, what characteristics does Stephanie have that, um, that advisors need to try to hire to? Yeah. So ma- major like attention to detail. For, for sure. So on the, you know, the, the Colby, uh, which is, I, I think for, especially for a first hire coming in, just the nature of things that they're capable of taking off your plate, you really need somebody who does care about the details. And so, uh, you know, the Colby, uh, Colby, K O L B E. Correct. S Colby. Correct. That's meant, I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Colby index A is what it's index, called. Colby index you. A. And it, it assesses kind of four big areas and we, we test everybody. We also do working genius, but on the, on the Colby, uh, you, you have fact find, um, and follow through are the very first two categories that it rates. And I, I mean, again, there, I've seen rare exceptions to this on a first hire, but most of the time, uh, particularly if you're wired like me, if, if, if uh, which I'm, uh, very much simplify when it comes to fact finding and Stephanie's like, we need more information. And so that's a really good quality in somebody who needs to do the kind of things that are going to free up advisor time early on. And she's super detailed in that. Also follow through, um, love structure, loves organization, loves rhythm, um, which to grow an organization beyond one person and be healthy, you got it. You got to have good rhythm that, that, that you're in with everybody that they're agreeing. Um, and, and there's the the other side, the personality side, which is a, a, just a one a desire to want to help people. Um, that's something that from day one was always very apparent, and, and a personal desire to want to help me um, were things that you know you can get somebody with the skill, and and you can you know to and you can measure a lot of those things. You can get somebody with good acumen to do a particular role, but there are things that you just you, you got to do. They, do they really care about what we're doing here organizationally or, or, and, and what story are you inviting them into? Is it, you come work for me, I'll pay you. And, and that's okay at first because everybody needs a, a job, but at some point it needs to be something deeper than that. So I think 
really her just always getting behind what is our win as an organization? What can I do to help and support that and and support West? It has always been some those those other kind of things that are more difficult to test for. They just kind of show up as you do life together. What's how many? I mean, you just get really lucky. I mean, how many admins did you have to go through to to land? <laughs> well, I, I one day and we will try and find a uh, we we have it. I, a message I did at North Point maybe a couple of years ago, maybe longer. Um, it tells a deeper story, but it takes about forty five minutes of of all the. It, it really was like the clearly the hand of God that that led us together. So there. There's a longer story there. So we'll, we'll link to that in the notes. And, and just so uh, folks know, North Point is the church you go to, and a few times a year you're able to yeah. sound yeah. with, I don't know, how many thousands, like gazillions of people who go to that church, but um, yeah. it, quite a few. So, uh, yeah, and that's great. And I think that something that I want to tap into that I think is going to make advisors uncomfortable, which I love to tap into those things. They're the ones that, that are fun, is that you said that they need to have a personal desire. And I think maybe you had said this, Stephanie, too, but you alluded to it. Um, like you need to find someone that actually like, why are you doing this? Like if the answer is I get paid, that's not a good answer, right? Yeah, that's, that's table stakes. You ought to get paid. <laughs> so. That should be part of it. Part of the reason they do their work is they get paid. But the other is, um, and maybe they don't have a deep desire to help people with you know their financial plan. But the part of it is like they actually, they care about people and they care about you as an employer. So um, 70, how how long did it take you to figure out like, oh, this is different. This is going to be challenging, but I, I really like this. Like how long did it take for you to go, oh, this is, this is different, but I, I want to, I want to be awesome at this. Cause I think that sometimes when people are looking at hiring or bringing someone on, they feel like, oh, it's going to take them five years to, to get up to speed. Yeah. I think it was, you know, it didn't take that long at all or, you know, overwhelming. It was a bit of a different environment than where I had come from that Wes did want me to learn, but I also had that own drive, that drive of my own, right? I wanted to better myself. Um, I didn't want to just be stagnant doing administration and seeing that he believed in me, um, and allowed me to do things was really encouraging to me. And, you know, I think ha- finding somebody who has a servant's heart and willing to give and support. That's one of the most important things. But I also think, you know, when you're, especially when you're newer in the business, you've got to be patient with yourself because you're one, you may be fresh to the industry. And I tell, you know, any admin that comes on in this industry, give yourself at least a year because it's going to take that long for some of the light bulbs to come on and dots to connect. Um, you know, but then you get in a rhythm like West talks and you learn to dance together. And I think just having the desire to continually better yourself and become more and knowing by doing so, you're allowing your advisor to become more and to be able to help people, you know, whatever their needs may be. So Wes, you, you, you hire her because you, you see potential, you start to give her rope and she starts to do things. How did you have to get better? Yeah, the greatest thing in the world, Andy, is when you no longer have to do a, a bunch of other things that made you feel really busy. Um, it, it, but were you really productive uh, for the things that a lead, a lead advisor has certain responsibilities that um, are most valuable to the organization? And while we can do a lot of things that may need to be done, they don't all need to be done by you. And, and so the moment that you get somebody else in there that 
you can give that rope to, um, and, and you can begin to say, I'm no longer, those are off my plate. I'm no longer doing any of those things. And I'm going to, it, you, you, you will fill that time. You're just going to fill it with such higher value activities to the organization. Um, and I know we'll talk more about this, but we, we've got a whole like regular thing we roll through at activity matrix that we never stop asking that question. Like, what is the highest use of my time and, and yeah. what else? Can so we can reshuffle the deck to to people that that would be the highest use of their time, but not mine. As if I'm holding the role of a lead advisor, and and those those are the questions because you can show up and do paperwork, but you're probably bad at it if you're a lead advisor. Um, you know, I was, um, and and you probably don't like it. That's the other thing. And and you you know the the it, you could show up and you can you can you know make sure cases are moving through uh, underwriting well or accounts are getting set up. All those things are really important and, and it's essential to completing the project. But are you really, is that really your high, if you are a lead advisor, is that your highest and best use? Um, and the answer to that question is absolutely not. And yeah. I get that. Advisors know that. Advisors know that. Like they, you're, you're you know that's not the best use of your time. And so I love how you pointed that out, Wes. Like then the, not then maybe, there's no maybe. Right. Then the reason you're doing it is to stay busy. It's yeah. Easy hide in the busyness of things you're not as effective at yeah. than is to hire someone and then go do the thing that you're really great at, which is just kind of crazy. Yeah. Which yeah. is not quite saying stupid, but it's kind of crazy. And, so, and the, the, the wrestling match with always with that in, is, well, but I don't have enough money to pay a, whatever the salary is, $50,000, $60,000 a year to have this person who's excellent come in and do these things. And I don't know if, if they plug in, if I'm really going to produce enough as a result of it. Of course, you don't have the money right then because you don't have the person, right? But 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 it's it's a, if you, I mean, anybody that you talk to long enough in this that, it, you know, has survived past, you know, 12 months, it becomes very easy to say, don't you believe that to really be free in this business, you need to have someone other than you be a part of the team to do things that probably are not your highest misuse. Everyone answers that question. Yeah, I do. And everyone's like, and when I get a little more money then I will, the, the problem with that is you're you, one, you don't have to pay. I didn't have to pay Stephanie her entire salary. The first day she showed up, I just had to pay the first two weeks and then another two weeks and then another two weeks. So sometimes I think we tie these things to eternity to where it's like, Oh, well, if I, I've got to do it for you know 15 years, and, and she makes a lot more money now than she used to when she came in. And if you told me that, then it, you know it's kind of like when people tell you about inflation. How much money do you need to save if inflation's X percent? Well, it's just like Stephanie's going to make what? You know, I've never made that. What? What is that? So yeah, yeah. So we we've gone from sort of how Stephanie came over to the team that you started to empower her, give her more things to do, and 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 in a, in a healthy way, give her a safe place to fail and, and to grow. Um, you continue to level up as a leader. Um, and, and before we're going to, we're going to have a whole nother episode with Stephanie um, next week, but let, let's wrap this one up with just going to, if you have that right early person and they're doing a great job, what does that allow you to do so that your business can grow? And then the next episode, we're going to talk about really kind of where your business is now, what role she's playing, and then what advice do you have for people um, if they were starting this in 20, who they should hire, what, the, what do they need to look for 
if they're if they're doing so looking for a Stephanie today. Yeah. So Steph, you wanna you wanna start with that? With with your observation of what it frees people up to do when you start plugging in good team members and especially that first one? Absolutely. Well, I think, you know, at all times back to what you were just saying a moment ago is what it what are you best at and what is the most valuable thing that you can be doing? And as the advisor is able to hand things off to an admin. And as the team grows, you begin to learn where everyone's strengths are. Um, but if I'm spending my time just doing busy work, then I can't put my time where I'm more valuable or more useful. So I think as you grow the team, that's that's what you're wanting to do is find people who can come in and they have the drive, they want to grow, they want to be better and learn more and always enabling other teammates to focus where they're most valuable. Great answer. Wonderful. Again, great answer because she's good at what she does. That's right. So next episode, we're going to be talking about uh, if you're starting over, if you're, or if you're starting today, I should say, uh, if you don't feel like you maybe have that person in place or you feel like you're not managing them well, what do you need to be doing starting moving forward in today's landscape um, to find that person, to train that person um, to, to be their very best? So yeah, and we're going to get into some real practical tools, Andy, that we use. And if I had them back then, I'd have used them and it made us quicker, grow, grow, get, go further faster. Uh, and I use them now. So love to talk about it. Awesome. So stay tuned for uh, the next episode. And um, again, if you're, if you're looking for more help on topics like this, on just how to run a better practice. WesYoungLive.com is the place to go to for more resources um, to help you grow your business. And so uh, this is just a taste of the kind of practical things that Wes teaches on. Uh, so we'll see you next week and we'll have Stephanie back. Thank you all for being here.